Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick or... You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday. We'll check in the Ohio State Buckeye head coach, Ryan Day, will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. Game canceled against Maryland. Can't have another cancellation here. Going to run out of time, games to qualify for the Big Ten Championship. And what about playing in the college football playoffs? So we'll talk to Coach. He'll join us coming up. Four SEC games were postponed, so they will reschedule those tonight. Colts of the Titans, the Masters is underway. They had some rain. They had some thunderstorms. They had some lightning. And uh, we got some bright sunshine there. At Augusta. We'll keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Tiger Woods, uh, all out this morning. You're not going to get everybody to complete their rounds today because it will get dark down in Augusta around 5 o'clock. And it used to be that, you know, that Sunday afternoon, it'd go to 7, 7.30. You'd still have some sunlight there. With daylight savings, you're probably going to get to 5 o'clock, which means... There's uh, quite a few golfers who won't complete their round today. Phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Thursday night football is also, or, you know, it's always been a mixed bag for the NFL. We've had some interesting matchups. Um, you know, last week, Packers-Niners game was supposed to be a classic rematch of last season's NFC title game. But because of injuries, you had Green Bay with a blowout. This week, Thursday night football yeah, I guess you turn back to an old friend, the AFC South. First few years, Thursday night football tried to shove a steady diet of, it felt like the Jags and Colts played four times a year. Not always the juiciest games. Always feels like it's a crooked score. Like 18 to 13 or something. Right? Always feels like the AFC South. What was the final score? 22 to 18? Yeah, Paul. And there's two safeties <laughs> in the game. 
Colts Titans matchup is actually a big game. Tennessee six and two. Indy is five and three. Titans combo of defense, strong running game. That certainly propelled them in last year's playoffs. Colts also have a strong defense. They have an interesting offense. Phillip Rivers under center. And, you know, I'll, I'll tune into it. I'm not the biggest AFC South fan, but it is Thursday night football. It's a standalone game. Let's put it this way. If this game was played on Sunday at 1, probably not. I might just flip right through that. I might wait for, wait for Andrew Siciliano in the red zone to uh, give me an update on some of the exciting things there. But, uh, no, not all in. Uh, but, hey, it's a standalone game. I'll be watching the Masters uh, today as well. Mac action has been great. It's been a lot of fun watching them action. This is why I know it's, it's uh, hypothetical and it's a long shot, but I brought this up earlier in the week. The Pac-12 has got to do something to stand out. Now, that doesn't mean a 9 a.m. West Coast starting time for a kickoff. Own a night. I don't know if you can do this with Pac-12, with school, uh, classes, whatever it might be, but a Wednesday night, Pac-12, and you got, you know, five of your games, four of your games there. Own the night, because what you want people to do is, the next day, did you see? Show some highlights. Have an analyst talk about some of the players. Who's going to be a pro? You don't have any of that with the Pac-12. SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, we're doing that. But we're not doing that with the Pac-12. And it's a shame, because I don't have answers I do have questions. I have suggestions, but it's become irrelevant. And also, I brought up, I'm a big proponent of, you know, we should have been flexible to have an eight-team playoff this year because you could get some really interesting storylines in there. It's about money. I could get money to, you know, different conferences, different schools. It could be BYU. It could be Indiana. It could be Cincinnati. And, you know, if this is inevitable, why not break it out now? Because not everybody's going to be able to play the same number of games. Ohio State, if they have six games, somebody else is going to have 12, 11. BYU, they'll play, they'll play you now, this afternoon. They'll come over to your backyard and play. But you have some really interesting stories there. Uh, Coastal Carolina is a really interesting story. Liberty has been an interesting story. I'm not saying they can beat Alabama. But everybody wants a chance to be able to play. And if we're worried about COVID and safety, and that's why we're not doing it this year, because that's what the SEC Commissioner Jake, uh, um, Greg Sankey said yesterday. Okay, then just have one versus two. Like, Let's not kid anybody here. Just do one versus two if you're worried about safety. Because they don't want to have eight teams, and then what happens if a team has positive test or contact tracing and then they can't play in their playoff game. I understand all of that. But if that's the case, then just have one versus two and go back to the BCS this year. Poll, uh, poll question, McLevin. Okay, uh, the hour two poll was, which QB would you want to build around, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? 75% Kyler Murray. Well, I understand that. You know, that's, once again, it's the newness, the freshness, the flavor of the month flavor of the season. We've seen Lamar Jackson. We saw him at, you know, at his peak being the unanimous MVP. It just feels like, you know, people still look at the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and have a question or two. And, you know, Kyler Murray, you can have questions about, but they're not an elite team. 
But I think if you were investing in a quarterback for the next five years, I think you'd have a lot of, and if I just said NFL people, you could have a quarterback for five years. Who would it be? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Josh Allen? Kyler Murray? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. I'd have to take him out of the equation. At his age, you'd still take him for the next five years. But after that, you know, Justin Herbert, you're going to look at that situation for the next five years? Yeah, I think so. It's this, you got the older guys and you got the newer, the front, you know, the younger guys. And trying to find out who's going to be great the next five years. That's what everybody's trying to find. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here? Um, the situation with the Rockets. And I don't know if James Harden wants out, but it feels like everybody else is dissatisfied. But I don't know why James Harden would want out. You, this is your house. You get to do whatever you want to do. You get to shoot whenever you want to shoot. He helped build this team. He wanted Russell Westbrook there. But Russ wants out. I guess he wants to go back to his just triple-double ways and maybe play games that are not relevant. Because if he goes to the Knicks or the Bulls or the Pistons, I don't know if anybody's really going to care. But, uh, you know, James Harden's 31. James Harden's got at least four or five more big years, it feels like. Because he doesn't rely on his speed. Uh, he, he's got bulk. He gets to the hoop. He's got a great handle. But, you know, if I'm James Harden, it's like, all right, I'm going to stay here. Everybody else can go. Since 2014, James Harden has been fouled 3,197 times. That's 552 more fouls than any other player. Giannis is second. Harden has played the most minutes over that span. At some point, does the wear and tear, the contact, the fouls start to wear him down? Now, I think it wears him down every single year. And I never understood why they didn't have load management. Of all the players on all the teams, if you wanted to have load management, I would have it with James Harden. Because nobody carries a, a larger load on their shoulders every single night. Now, he's asked for it. But that's where I would do load management to get him ready for the playoffs. He gets to the postseason. He looks gassed. Yeah, Paul. I wonder, though, if they think that's what they'd like to do. But it, it's almost like we talk about that system argument. The system is him. If he plays, you know, if he takes a night off, what does that team do? Do they get reps under like false pretenses? This is not the kind of basketball we're playing. Or do they end up with a seventh seed if James Harden t plays 66 games? I want him healthy rested to get to the postseason. I'm not worried about seeding. I'm worried about, you know, is he ready to go in the postseason? And he always just seems like he's limping towards the finish line. Yeah, McClellan. Well, remember during the pandemic, there were these Instagram pictures of him looking just yoked oh, and in the best shape of his life. Yeah. And then, then he shows up in Orlando, and that was not the case at all. I brought this up earlier where uh, Brett Favre was on first take, and uh, he talked about the Eagles quarterbacking situation. Of course, that started a firestorm in Philadelphia. So here's Brett Favre with his original comment. I actually thought that they should have kept Nick Foles rather than Carson Wentz, just based off of production and w where they got to. That, you know, they won a Super Bowl with Foles. And um, that was a little bit surprising. But they're obviously banking on his upside. Um, you know, I, I, how many more years do you, you let it linger before you – you stick with him or you cut bait. Uh, that's a question they only can answer. 
Well, they're already paying him. And if you want to move on because of one game, and granted, that was a great game against the Patriots, but there wasn't a whole lot of confidence in Carson Wentz or uh, Nick Foles when those playoffs started. Not at all. And he did have a great game. But that I think Nick Foles is capable of great games. I don't think he's capable of being a great quarterback. Carson Wentz was going to be the MVP until he decided to take on three of the Rams trying to score a touchdown. You know, you look at the numbers here. This season, he's thrown 12 interceptions. He's been sacked 32 times. The last time you had a player have 12 or more interceptions and be sacked at least 32 times in his team's first eight games of a season was 1984. Paul McDonald, the left-hander out of USC, 14 picks, he was sacked 40 times. You know, the sacks, that's a high number. Obviously, that goes along with the interceptions. The offensive line is makeshift there. Here is Doug Peterson responding to Brett Favre talking about Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. No, Carson's our guy. Carson's our draft pick. Carson's the guy that uh, is, is going to carry us and, 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 and lead this football team. And, and listen, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Those aren't, those aren't my words. Those aren't Howie's words, Jeffrey's words. Those are his words. I mean, that, I respect that opinion. Whatever he wants to say, that, that's fine. And we're going to remain friends. It doesn't, doesn't bother me one way or the other. All I know is that Carson Wentz is our guy. Doug Peterson was a backup to Favre and Green Bay, and they are good buddies. But if I'm Doug Peterson, I, I would have probably just said, you know, I, I appreciate Brett, you know, being on TV and having some opinions. And I always love, you know, hearing from Brett. But you know what? Maybe he could have Nick Foles be in a Copperfit commercial with him. You know, <laughs> oh. Maybe he could be the, uh, the quarterback on the opposing team. Because Favre got Jerry Rice. And you no, know, he stacked the deck against those guys. And you know, maybe uh, maybe Nick Foles gets to be the uh, quarterback for the other team in the Copper Fit commercial. Yeah, McLevin. Do you think this is an eight-game tryout for Carson Wentz <laughs> before they move on to Hertz next year? That's the main story. Probably line, so. Like. Probab- I mean, is it probably so? Hertz has looked pretty good in limited. Easy, easy, easy. Well, easy. it's the NFL. I know guys easy. come in know, now. They're ex- I know, I know. they're expected to be good instantly. Easy. I. Okay, do you want to bank your future on, on Jalen Hurts? I don't, but a lot of, okay. almost everybody in I Philadelphia know. And does. then Jalen Hurts gets in there. Everybody loves the backup, especially in Philadelphia. We love the backup. And then Jalen Hurts gets in there and you go, man, he doesn't look like he's ready. But everybody's ready now. Justin Herbert, no one on earth thought he was going to be ready, and he's completely ready. Like, the trend seems to be everyone comes into the league ready to go. I think more people had confidence in Justin Herbert being ready than they did Jalen Hurts. Right, but you, I mean, we know the the narrative was Herbert was raw, right? Yeah. Josh Allen was raw, and here they are. Well, Josh Allen is raw and played like that, but they, they put him in there and kept him in there, which I applaud them for doing so. That, that, that this is a growth period with both learning on the job with their quarterback. And Josh Allen has a ton of talent. I mean, Jalen Hurts was not going to be a first or second day draft pick until he went to Oklahoma. Then all of a sudden, oh my God, he might be a first round draft pick. And, and I, I, I thought that Jalen Hurts can play in the NFL. But if you said Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz right now, I still think Carson Wentz, he can be great. On a consistent basis. Nick Foles cannot. 
Nick, I mean, Nick Foles is holding on in Chicago, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, come on. And he's got Mitch Trubisky behind him. And then Favre says, well, they should have stayed with Nick Foles. Based off of the Super Bowl. What did Nick Foles do in Jacksonville? Like, come on. I mean, I'd rather have Favre as my quarterback right now. The Bears? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Stir it up. I mean, this is crazy. It's a little mean-spirited. Yeah. Hey, let me take a break. We got uh, head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, Ryan Day. Also, a fascinating story on uh, the sand at Augusta. Why is it? It looks like a bowl of sugar every time you're in it. I mean, I wasn't in it that often when I played Augusta those two times. But when I was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm in a bowl of sugar here. Where they get that sand and how important it is to Augusta, because there's no other sand like it, it feels like. It's like the Dodgers' home uniforms are so bright. Where you go, how did they do that? Yeah, Paul. Do you think we can get some of that master sand? Is it available for purchase? You don't have to steal it from the property. Oh, no, no. Somebody tried to steal sand from Augusta, yeah. one of the traps. $20,000 fine. <laughs> yes. 16 after the hour. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Time to expand your recipe playbook. Traeger, the wood pellet grill. French dip tomorrow on the program. French dip tomorrow, all on the Traeger. Six in one versatility, which means you have one grill and it can do six different things. It can grill, it can bake, smoke, roast, braise, barbecue, all in the same grill. You want dessert? You can do that. Cocktails, you can do that. Yes, Todd. Cocktails too? Yes. That's crazy. Thank you, Todd. Incredible food on a Traeger. You set the temperature and then you let the grill do the rest. You can even control the grill directly from your smartphone with the Traeger app thanks to Wi-Fi or technology. That means no more missing epic comebacks while you're out babysitting the grill. Right now, get free shipping. You enter the code DAN at checkout. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash show, and you start shopping. You get recipes you can download step by step. Even I can do it. Thank you, Todd. Maybe. Check out one online or at a dealer near you. TraegerGrills.com slash show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, a ton, including 
include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It feels like it's open season. Who wants Russell Westbrook? Just saw a tweet from uh, the website Stadium. The Hornets have emerged as a potential suitor for Russell Westbrook, sources tell our NBA insider. I've heard Clippers, Pistons, Bulls, Grizzlies, and now the Hornets for Russell Westbrook. And if he wants out of the culture of Houston... Does he want to go to the Bulls and reunite with Billy Donovan? Does he want to go to Pistons? Well, basically a faceless organization there. Memphis with John Morant. Yeah, McLovin. Who's on the Hornets nowadays? Is Kaminsky, is our guy Kaminsky still there? I, I don't know if Frank Kaminsky is still there. I, I don't know if that's what I would start with. I would lead with, oh, who's on the Hornets? Frank Kaminsky? 
Frank I mean, does, since Kemba left there, yeah. that is really, I mean, maybe that makes sense to give him a face, something to watch. Um, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Paul. I did not expect to be playing Know Your Hornets today, Dan, so I'm not that prepped, but uh, Devontae Graham, he appears to be playing for that team. Okay. Terry Rozier. Okay. Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. P.J. Washington. Remember him in Kentucky? Kentucky, yeah. Serviceable big man? Yeah. Uh, there's a Zeller brother. <laughs> of course. How many Zeller brothers are there in the NBA? Yes, Todd. Um, I just saw Coach Day sit down from his uh, meeting. Oh, okay. Let's bring in the Ohio State head coach, Ryan Day, in his second full season as the Buckeyes head coach. Coach, thanks for joining us. Uh, what game film are you looking at today? Well, we got in early and we started on the Hoosiers. So it just give us a few extra days, I guess. It's uh, been crazy. It's been frustrating. But, uh, you know, we're just going to move forward and worry about what we can control and, and on in, in, uh, Indiana. When did you hear the news that the game at Maryland was canceled? Yeah, it was about 15 minutes before our team meeting. We always meet at 2, 2.30. Um, you know, for team meetings uh, each day and about 15 minutes before, you know, Gene let me know. And so we, we relayed the information to the team and um, nah, just a, a tough day for our guys. If you could schedule a replacement game, would you? Yeah. Because yeah. I look back at Nebraska, Coach, and I, I was told that there were other schools in the Big Ten that said, hey, you know what, we may be facing this scenario as well that a game would be canceled and you need to have that resume bulked up a little bit. Were you in favor of Nebraska being able to play somebody outside the big 10 if a game was canceled? Yeah, I was, you know, I actually, I said that publicly, but um, especially when it's hard to look at your team in the eye and tell them they can't play when they've done everything you've asked them to do. I guess you chalk it up to 2020. Um, I know it's not as easy as just saying, hey, let's just go schedule a game. There's a lot of implications and different things that have to go into play. So I totally respect that, but but certainly would be in favor of trying to figure out a way to get it done. But but I also understand the complexity of it all. Yeah, and I, I was wondering if you coaches had been able to talk to the Big Ten about this, uh, or can you have a conversation now? Because you may run into this another time before the Big Ten title again. Yeah, you know, we had a lot of conversations leading up to the season, uh, weekly meetings with with the Big Ten coaches. I mean, so many Zoom calls, I don't even know how many we had, but it was a lot. Uh, but then once you get into the season, it's hard because just all of your attention and time goes to, to winning the next game, getting the guys ready for practice. So it's hard to carve out time to have these type of conversations. We could pretty much leave that up to the ADs, the administrators. Um, it, it just, your, your time gets tough during, during the week. You got a good sense of how good your team is? Not really. No. I mean, I, uh, I think we have a chance, um, but without having um, spring ball, without having preseason, without the non-conference games, there's a lot of snaps that our team didn't have. And so we're, we're, we're trying to play catch up and get going with these snaps. And so I don't know. Uh, I, I think we have a chance. I think we have some talent, but uh, we need to play. We need to play games. We need to make mistakes. We need to work through those things and learn. Uh, and we're, you know, the only way to do it right now for us to, to, to play a little bit of this catch up is to, is to practice better and practice against each other. Uh, nothing take, you know, replaces games, but we got to do everything we can uh, in our power to practice and, and make sure every rep in practice is a game rep. Um, but, you know, I think this game this week, looking forward to, to, to Maryland was an opportunity to take the next step. We'll just have to keep working and, and take that next step against Indiana. What did you think of Tonga Bailoa? You know, I, I thought he was playing well the, the, the last couple of games. I, I think, you know, they did a great job of getting the ball out of his hand quickly, um, especially in the last two games. I think he's got some pretty talented receivers. 
Um, and he just kind of has a little bit of that it factor. And it was going to be, you know, we're looking forward to playing them. Um, but a lot of respect for that family. They're, they're uh, <laughs> pulling, uh, yeah, there's something magical about those, those he, two guys. He's uh, Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach. If a scout called and said, tell me what Justin Fields' best trait is, what would you say? I, I think that's what makes him special is there's there's several. I think when you look at him physically, he's he's big, he's strong, and he's fast. He's got a strong arm. Uh, but he has some some just in accuracy that uh, is special. And, you know, I don't – you can't teach things like that. Uh, he's just he, – he sees it. It makes sense to him. Spaces make sense to him. He can anticipate what his receivers and defenders are doing. Um, so accuracy is big. But then he also is very, very intelligent. And uh, he can, you know, take a meeting to the field pretty quickly. So I think all of those things combined is what makes him special. I had a scout tell me it's hard to assess Ohio State quarterbacks, and not just Ohio State but other programs, because there's so much talent around them. Is that a fair? I don't know if you get this or you will get this. I don't. I watched Dwayne Haskins against Michigan at home. I, those receivers were wide open. I mean, it, it felt like he could do whatever he wanted. I didn't know how to assess how good he was or is. And I think Justin Fields will probably go through that as well. Can you see where scouts are going to go? How good is he? But how good is the team around him? I mean, I think we have a lot of talent. And I think that, um, you know, we do have good pieces around them, but that's. Um, that's why the scouts get paid a lot of money. <laughs> Jack, it's the same thing when we, re- we recruit uh, quarterbacks in high school. If they come from a good program. You got to project the best you can and, and try to figure that part of it out. But um, but we do. You're right. We, we have good players around, and, and that certainly helps. What do you look for, though? Is it tougher, do you think, to see a quarterback playing in the NFL or a quarterback playing in college when you're, when you're recruiting? Um, you know, that, that's a great question. I, I think the high school part is probably the hardest because we don't get to spend as much time with them where in, in college, you know, these guys come in, they work them out. They, uh, they really spend time with them. They get to know them. They can really do anything they want with them physically. Uh, you know, they can, the scouts go and watch them play in games. We, we don't. And especially now with, with everything going on with COVID, um, you know, we don't get to see these guys play live. We, really, we don't get to work them out either. Um, we're lucky if they come to our camp. And, and then we just try to do the best we can to figure out who they are as people and watch their film. So I think it's a, it's a lot easier to project them into the NFL. Now, they still have to go play. Man, there's, there's a lot that goes with that. And that's not easy. So it's not easy for either situation. Um, but it's, it's hard in, in, in college because you just you don't really get to go work people out. You don't get to evaluate them in that manner. And so uh, it's, it's difficult. Your players know that you played quarterback in college. Uh, some of them do. I don't think all of them. I don't think some of them know exactly where I played either. But uh, but some of them certainly do. What kind of quarterback were you at New Hampshire? Um, I'd probably Chip would probably uh, describe maybe as an overachiever, uh, <laughs> great athlete. <laughs> um, had to figure out ways to uh, make it work because uh, wasn't weren't wasn't as talented as some of the other guys, um, which is. Makes sense probably why I'm a coach. Uh, try to figure out the angles and, and the way to try to find an advantage. So, uh, but uh, the, the the first three years of playing was was the first three years of, of Chip being the the um, you know a coordinator and cutting on the the, the no huddle and, and the spread was was kind of an, in its infancy. And so I was a guinea pig. Some some days it worked, some days not so good. So, and I have some of the scars to show. But uh, but it was fun to be around. And uh, the chip you're talking about, of course, is Chip Kelly, who was offensive coordinator there at uh, New Hampshire. How often, like on a daily basis, how often do you hear about Michigan? 
Uh, a lot. I mean, it's it's just part of our life. Uh, I think not, uh, you know, kind of being in isolation of your home and, and then being in the woody here, uh, it's a little different. You don't get to see as many people anymore. You but don't, like last year, how, yeah. how, how often you're on the street, your grocery store, wherever you are, yeah. how often are you hearing about Michigan? Yeah, that's all. That's every day. It's every day. It's, it's at my son's bus stop. It's um, when my wife goes to the grocery store. I mean, it's it's every day. <laughs> I love it, but I grew up with it. Uh, I it, it, but I don't have to hear it every day like you do. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's the number one thing. I mean, your number one job when you get here is to is to be the team up north, yeah. and then everything comes after that. And so, yeah, the anxiety builds. So you get closer to the game for sure. Well, you got a lot of time to figure out Indiana there. And uh, thanks for joining us, Coach. We appreciate your time. Good luck the rest of the season. No, thanks. Thanks. It's great being here. It's uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State head football coach. Yeah, he was there with Chip Kelly at uh, New Hampshire. Well, um, this program brought to you by Mercedes. What do you get when you cross a Mercedes sedan coupe or SUV with a race car? You get Mercedes AMG. That's what it's all about. No other way to say it, but OMG, AMG, Mercedes, AMG, driving performance, MBUSA.com, AMG. You imagine you're waiting, you're going to prepare for Maryland and Maryland has been good. They've been competitive and to his brother is exciting. And now you go, wait a minute, we're not playing. You can't schedule anybody. And now you got to spend a whole lot more time on Indiana. That'll be the game coming up next weekend. Yeah, Paul. Hypothetical. Let's say the Big Ten gave the green light to Ohio State yesterday to go out and schedule whoever's available. And if you were Ryan Day and the athletic director at Ohio State and you could call BYU and invite them to the shoe to Columbus for a game, would you call BYU or is that too risky and you'd be better off saying, no, we won't play this weekend? Too soon. Not enough time. But both teams have the same amount of prep time. You'd think that Ohio State would would, uh, roll them based on talent Though BYU is a very good team. But they got more to lose. Yeah. BYU doesn't have anything to lose. I mean, they, they're they like, hey, we'll play anybody anywhere. Ohio State preparing for Maryland, and all of a sudden they're going to be playing you know, BYU and getting ready for a quarterback who's a first-round draft pick. You know, the, these coaches, it, it's all about procedure. Like, this is repetition. This is habitual. This is what we do every day. And he said, look, I, I would like to do it, but... You know, trying to get somebody and make sure that they're they want to do it, and then we get ready for them. I think we're going to see this later in the season, but we might see this with other conferences. It's not going to happen in the Big Ten. I don't think it's going to happen in the Pac-12, but I do think Big Twelve, SEC, ACC. If you can squeeze in another quality opponent and somehow jump up, maybe the fourth team in the country, you know, then why not? I'd certainly do it. Uh, Tom in Colorado. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, I want to talk about the, the Pac-12 and, and their relevance. Okay. Um, you talked about earlier in the week. Um, I think rather than playing on a different day of the week, what if the BCS, which I think has actually destroyed football, um, college football, because now you have about five teams that athletes truly want to go play for, five or six teams. Um, you know, they want to go to those schools that happen to be in the BCS, happen to be, they earn their way, let's be realistic, um, in the BCS championship. Um, unfortunately, I think for the Pac-12, I think the premier team is USC. Um, 
they got hit with the the sanctions from the uh, college football right as the BCS championship came into being. And once that happened and the BCS, they said, oh, these are the four, you know, these are the teams that are going to the championship, but SC has no point, no chance to go for this many years. Um, I think kids started saying, hey, I'm just going to go to those other schools. Understandably, I get that. Okay, so how but, do you make the Pac-12 relevant here? So my, I think my thought is, and I think we all know it's going to go to this point, is you have to expand the BCS to eight teams and give the uh, the Power Five all an automatic bid and then have three at-large bids. I know it, way, it sounds fair, and thank you, Tom, but do I want to just give one to the Pac-12? Like, it, it, does the Pac-12 deserve one this year? Let's just say we did it this year. Pac-12 doesn't deserve anything right now. Like, a team goes, you know, four and one. Five and one, and then they have an automatic berth. I think we're headed in that direction where you just say, hey, the Power Five conferences, you have one team that is represented. Now, is that going to be fair? Let's say your best team is ninth, and you're going to take the top eight teams. But that's what's going to happen, and then you're going to have controversy. And make no mistake about it, College football loves when you talk college football, even if there's a controversy about this. Absolutely. Arguing who should be in, who shouldn't be in. But if you start to do the, you, the SEC is not going to go for this. The SEC is going to go, wait, we, we got one automatic berth and then we got to get one other team in there, one other school in there. The SEC is not in the business of helping other schools, other conferences here. As Paulie likes to say, SEC when it comes to helping the other conferences yeah. there. We'll be down here. Yeah, we have no interest in doing that. But I, I think we're headed in that direction. Uh, it's like the NFL is going to expand their playoffs. Baseball did, basketball did, hockey did. They, they're all doing that. College football will in, in, inevitably get there. I just don't know what the model is going to look like. I still think the Power Five schools should secede from the NCAA. And just say, look, we got five conferences, 60 schools. These are the best. This is grown-up football. And we keep all the money in here. Yeah, McLovin. I hate to even ask, but is there any chance that this we don't end the season? Uh, you know, oh, there's always that possibility. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, now that, that's part of the reason why they don't want to expand to eight teams, eight schools, because they don't want to have a, a school say, oh, we, we can't play in the first round or second round, you know, th- that you have an outbreak here. Yeah, McClellan. Well, I mean, like we were just talking on this side of the glass. If Ohio State, if they cancel the Indiana game, they're out of the conference title yeah. game at a certain point, And the SEC has another weekend like this weekend, like the calendar's running out. But all of this is based off of Halloween. Parties, Halloween, contact tracing. That's what this is. That's the outbreak here. That's what I was told. Source said this is based off of parties. You get past this, kids go home for Thanksgiving, then you're good to go. You got to survive two more weeks here. And some schools are shutting down early. But if you can get through the next two weeks, then I think you're going to be. I don't want to say home free, but I think you're going to be able to exhale 
of trying to get this season in. And then the students aren't coming back until after the season is over. And I think that's the big hurdle. And that's why I wondered if, if let's say the SEC or Big Ten or Pac-12 said, we're going to, maybe not the SEC, but we're going to start Thanksgiving weekend. And then we're just going to play our games. And, and I know broadcast partners may not like this, and we may run into a competition with the NFL. Okay, but this makes the most sense for the safety of everybody, the business of this, we get the games in, and yes, we'll compete with the uh, NFL, or we may lose some uh, valuable primetime games or coverage, but this would allow us to have football players on campus when there are no other students on campus. Because from what I'm told... And people we know on campuses around the country, two, two people uh, who've said this, same thing. This has to do with Halloween parties. Contact tracing. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon 
his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. A couple of members of the mothership, Scott Van Pelt, Reese Davis. College game day will be in Augusta at the Masters. And no football in the South being played this weekend. <laughs> so Reese Davis will join us and Scott Van Pelt as well. I've been sitting on this story because we thought we were going to get a guest that maybe could talk about this. Um, Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times had an article about the white sand traps at the Masters. They have 44 bunkers at Augusta. And for the last 50 years, they've been filling the sand with this white sand that they get a four-hour drive from Augusta up north in a small town called Spruce Pine. And they find that they've got this sand that they make that makes it look like sugar bowls. Um, So they used to get train cars 13 train cars that would haul coal, they would bring in this white sand. But because they had coal in the train cars, that would uh, dull the uh, the white sand. And uh, they eventually brought in new train cars to bring the sand into Augusta every year. And it's a special sand that they make. And uh, only in this place, they actually ship it to Dubai. And as uh, one of the people there say, we actually are so good, we sell sand to somebody in the desert. But, uh, you know, it's the brightest sand in the world, according to Tiger Woods. Yes, Paul. I was reading about this sand, and it's processed, so it's not round. It's more like chips and like a little bitty chips. So the, the club head plays better off it, and the ball plays better off it. And for some reason, it has less... Uh, drag or something on the ball and the club and to make it more natural feel. But can you imagine like if a, like a DE agent pulled over that train and 10,000 pounds of white sand on its way to Augusta? What's going on here, guys? It's for the Masters, yeah. trust us. Yeah. I think it's wider than cocaine. But those bunkers stand out. That It's vibrant. When, when you're there, and I'm not in the bunker very often at Augusta, but for those who are, like Tiger and some of the other guys, you know, they tell me, um, you can't get spin on your ball out of there. But it is it is fluffy. It, it, it's a great lie in there. It's not like you get buried you know, shots in the bunker. Buried lie. But uh, I wasn't there very often. The lie is you not going in the bunker often. I think wow, Todd, that's Whoa. a shot. I had to sneak something in. Whoa. I did it five minutes. I got it in. Wow. You were almost 12 minutes from a perfect show. And almost. I, I took a shot. Yeah, you did. I took my swing. You took a shot. 
right. Uh, so I mentioned uh, what's happening this day. Oh, this day in sports history. I didn't uh, have that. I, Todd had his snoreboard, but uh, Paulie's got some. Besides, it's Al Michaels' birthday, which is fantastic. Happy birthday. 1967, Al. Detroit Lions fumbled 10 times in one game. Hmm. 10 times your Lions, Dan. 1953, the NFL policy of blacking out home games was upheld by a federal judge in Philadelphia, a what's, district judge in Philadelphia. What's up, Holmes? And uh, people don't remember there was a di- time when if your team didn't sell out home games, you couldn't watch it locally. Yeah. 1933, in Philadelphia also, the first Sunday football game was played. It was not allowed to play football on Sunday before that. And then in 1892, William Heffelfinger, his name was Pudge, became the first professional football player. He was paid a $500 bonus for helping out a team called Allegheny Athletic Association. Hmm. Beat the Pittsburgh Athletic Club. Hmm. So that that's sellout Heffelfinger. Yeah. Pudge. I like it. Final results of the poll question, McLovin. Who are you building around? Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? 72% Kyler Murray. Man. Well, he has played well. And you wait to see if that at that position you take the next step. And that's what happened with Mahomes. That's what happened with Lamar Jackson. And that's why you had people who bet on these kind of things saying, is it Josh Allen or is it going to be uh, Kyler Murray? Are they going to take the next step and then maybe be an MVP? Uh, Kyle in California is back. Hi, Kyle. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. It's uh, also Russell Westbrook's birthday today. Happy birthday, Russ. The Hornets are interested in (laughs) you. But, uh, you know, know, if you're one of the – all the – the Pistons, the Hawks, the Hornets, these are the only teams with the huge cap market available. You know, why not sign a star like that? Make your franchise a little interesting. Any contender who gets Russ, I mean, he's not shaping the championship landscape. And then one quick thing on the Pac-12 VP. I don't know if you're an ACC or a Big Ten guy why you'd be so happy. All you have are Clemson and Ohio State. Every other team in those two conferences are just with the Pac-12, so... I mean, I'm a Pac-12 defender out here, but I don't see the big difference between the rest of the Big Ten, the rest of the ACC, and the Pac-12, excluding Ohio State and Clemson. It's the same five teams every year for the playoff. I mean, what are we talking about? Oh, I, I don't have anything against the Pac-12. If anything, I'm, I, I fight for the Pac-12. I, I, I want them to be relevant. I have nothing against the Pac-12. I had two kids that went to USC. So I have... Uh, you know, no skin in the game. I help fund the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> they owe you. Yes. I want them to be relevant. Damn it. I spent good money there. Make make me proud. Make my kids proud that they went to a school that still plays good football there. I don't, I don't care about the Big Ten or the ACC. I just take whatever the story is. I don't root. Gosh, if you read into it that much. Man, you're not listening closely enough. I want the pay. What did I say when I retired? No, nah, I'm not going to get defensive. I wanted to go to Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. I wanted to go to those games. And you were planning to this October. No, I was not. <laughs> I, I, when I retire, I, I was going to convince my wife. We get our Airstream and we go to these tailgates at some of these schools that I never got to go and see. That's all. So... That doesn't sound like somebody who goes, man, I'm anti-Pac-12. Yes, Eden. And how pumped was your wife to go do that? Oh, she is. Oh, absolutely. To go to, like, tailgating. Yes. She just wants to go camping, get the yeah. Airstream out there. Yeah. Yeah, McLovin. Even uh, Pullman, Washington and Corvallis? Are yes. Those yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. I'd be fascinated to go there and see those towns. Yes. And the smaller, the better. 
Absolutely. So that's that's one of the to you know items on my to do list when I retire is get the airstream and go to out to the uh, Pacific Northwest and then down the coast. Yeah, Paul. And the airstream has five beds, correct? It has one. <laughs> I, you said you can't wait for us to do this. Us. Yeah. It you has, and your wife get the master, of course. It, it has one. Top bunk called it. Yep. Got it. But I can I can trick it out. And I can get some more bedding in there. Sleep number. Maybe they make some uh, really small, like, kids' bunk beds. Yeah, McLeod. I kind of feel bad for you thinking you can get rid of us. It's very comical. Yes. I know. Not going to happen to I know. I know. It's like Howard Stern's going to face this with his, you know, his group. They're never going to leave him because they have no place to go. Yeah, see. We could take shifts driving. It'll be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, what'd you learn today, Todd? You insist the Pac-12 moves games to Wednesday so they can own the night, have highlights and discussion of the Pac-12. You need a standalone. You need somebody talking about you. Uh, McLevin? Uh, Ryan Day said he was an overachiever quarterback at University of New Hampshire. And Seton O'Connor. Most of Ryan Day's players know that he played quarterback. Paulie? Ryan Day wants to play football against somebody this weekend. Yes, he does. Fritzy? In ninth grade, Emmanuel Acho's first email address, NigerianNightmare at Yahoo.com. Shout out to Christian Okoye. That was a cool story. Safest way to celebrate fall birthdays this year, 1-800-Flowers.com. You can order dozen multicolored roses plus an extra bouquet, $29.99. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter code PATRICK. Talk to you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.